As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey, Mark. Hey, Charity. This is Missy from Wadsworth, Ohio. So you guys are pet uh, parents, huh? Do you Are you crazy parents like me and sing to your pets? Well, Mark, I've got a song that you can sing to your kitty, and it's from the Big Bang Theory. Soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty, purr, purr, purr. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Bye. That, I'm pretty sure, just made my day. You're going to have to sing that to the kitty, to Sophie. I do sing to my cat. Hi, Missy, by the way. Yes, Missy, that was awesome. I sing to my doggies. I talk to my doggies. When I leave for work, I say, be good boys. I just got back from four days on the road, and Sophie ignored me the entire night. I didn't even see her out there. Where was she? She's still mad at me. Oh. When I when I leave, she gets mad. So well, I, mean, I was working. I was gone four days. She was PO'd. Um, I woke up at about 2.30 this morning with her suffocating my face, laying on oh. me. Almost like, well... I'll cuddle you when you're not awake. Oh. Yeah. Sophie's very, if anybody who has ever had a Persian, so Sophie's a Persian. She's a, you know, long haired, flat faced Persian. And anybody who has never had one, they're, the, they're, we're bred to be royalty back in the day. And that trait has never left. Oh, them. she definitely thinks she's royalty. Every Persian, because I used to have four 
Persians. It wasn't just Sophie. There was three others. All I have now is Soph. She's my baby. Um, but yeah, they all walk around like their S don't stink. <laughs> and it does. Trust I'm me. I'm pretty sure most cats walk around like that. Nah, no. Persians, Persians are different. They, they really the, are. They take the cake. They take it to the extreme, um, but they're extremely loyal. They're extremely, they're not just a, you know, like Maine Coons are a one person cat. Right. They only attach to one. Sophie loves everybody who she gives does. her attention. She does. If you come through the door, you have to pay the toll, which mm-hmm. is her treats. Her treats. Yeah. And she has to have them. She does. And if she doesn't, she will follow you around. And what she tries to do is like con me and Kristen. Like I'll come through the door and she'll be like, meow, meow. And I'll give her treats. And then she like walks away. And then like Kristen will come to the door five minutes later. And she's like, meow, meow, haven't eaten all day. Oh, with her cute little face. And then Kristen's like, oh, here you go. And like, I'll go outside and I'll come back in and she'll try it on me again. Like, meow. I'm like, go lay down. What are you doing? <laughs> Cats are, but I couldn't live without her. She's my, she's my baby. And now I'm going to sing her happy kitty, fluffy kid. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to play her the voicemail. Oh, you should. Everybody should do that. Clip out the intro oh, and play it to their kitty cat. Guys, just so you know, Mark and I are getting over being sick. So if there's extra sniffling and some maybe odd sound speaking. It's not it's, Coke, it's, we promise. It's not Coke. And it's not COVID. But it's one of those yucky head colds. My could, holiday weekend was a bust. COVID. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. And we didn't We weren't, didn't even see each other. So we didn't give it to each no, other. This is the first they've seen you. You walked in and I'm like, Kristen, give me my throat spray. You're like, are you <laughs> sick too? I'm like, I am. Uh, Mine isn't really sick. I busted my tooth. Yeah. So that's what's causing my headache. And then everybody who knows me personally knows how ultra super cheap I am. So when I go on business trips or go do the traveling I do with the TV stuff, I refuse to stay in hotels if I have to pay for it. So I bring a big tent and I just sleep next to my trailer in a tent because I'm that guy. He's that guy. Hey, I don't want to spend money I don't have to. Are you kidding me? I don't blame you. Hey, do you know what I want to do? Oh, oh. Uh, oh yeah. You're... No, yeah. no, he no, did. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I know baby. what that means. Best of the week. Guys, we haven't done best of the week in a long time, so we really, really need to. So first and foremost, I got to shout out Charity Case Watch. <laughs> she tagged me 15 hours ago and said, oh my God, this is hysterical. And it's a picture of a dog with the exact look she gives me right before we go live every single case watch. I'm doing it right now. She bucks her teeth up just <laughs> like that. Sometimes I cross my eyes with it, too. Yes. And then she always goes, will you still like me if I if I look like this? <laughs> and he has to say yes or I get really upset. Yes. If I don't say yes, <laughs> she gets mad. And if I also don't say she's at least a 2.5 on the technology scale, she gets get even mad. more mad. That part's very, very true. I love it. So I had to shout her out first. <laughs> I can't. I have a favorite. Oh, I know. You, you Go ahead. Say it. I know. I, I know. I know. Cindy Moss. I did not realize you were driving on my bus. And you snapped a picture of my, my name tag. Because it says your shuttle bus driver is hung. Absolutely made my day. I love how mature our whole group is. Yeah, everyone fits in really good here. Oh, I love this. William Smith. It says, it's a picture of Snoopy. And it says, be you, the world will adjust. That's That's something to live by. Yep. I love it. Very good. Oh, I just passed by hung. (laughs) I love that one. 
Oh, what's this? Oh, William Smith again. If you've ever used one of these, you are old. I don't know what that is. Let me see. You don't know what that is? No. Those were at drive-in movie theaters. Oh, I've, never, I've never been to a drive-in movie theater. I have a William Smith one as well. Oh, you do? Remember Home Ec class and it yeah. shows a Home Ec? Yeah. We, I remember in eighth grade at Claremont, back when I went there, it was called Claremont Junior High School. Now it's called Claremont Middle School because, you know, you uh, can't be cool. No. And we, my Home Ec teacher, I wish I could remember her name. She's probably long since left this world. I, and it wasn't just the cooking. Like half the year, you know, like half of the school year, you would learn sewing and yes. how to do laundry and all of that stuff. Yes. Which I clearly failed My at. middle school also had woodworking. Yep. So oh, you did woodworking and then you'd have home economics. Well, so the home ec, I'm, I, just the home ec part of the year, you yeah, would yeah. do certain stuff. Yes. Yep. And then they would teach you how to get into the kitchen and then you finally would. And like, I remember, because you got to remember, I grew up in a big family, so didn't know it then, but we were what you would consider... Poa. <laughs> we didn't eat out ever. Never. So like I remember this kid came in and said, Can we make calzones? I'm like, what are these calzone things you speak of? I don't know what they are. Seriously? I didn't know what a calzone was. Oh. I mean, we had pizza delivered like four times in my entire childhood. Not even delivered. My dad would go get it. And that place is out of business too. It used to be um what was it called? Village Pizza. And he would go get us a family size. It was massive, and they would square cut it. And then we, my family, you didn't eat to enjoy it. You would fast as you could through every single bit of it because <laughs> you wanted man, seconds. Strongest man. Like they, and I honestly think my parents, and looking back on it now, love my dad to death, miss him every single day. He's been gone for 20 years this year. Every I, I stick to it to this day. I honestly think, knowing the humor of how I am, and my dad was very similar. We there was five of us. There was six. My oldest brother passed away before I was born, but there was five of us that grew up. I'm almost positive my dad would be like, "I'm gonna buy just enough food for four and a half of them." Oh my god, that's awesome! And we'll just see what happens. <laughs> and I was always fat, so that will tell you. Oh my god. Mark didn't have a problem fighting for his right to eat. Fighting for his right to eat. But and that home ec class, I haven't thought of that until Me neither. William Smith just posted this. And I remember making my first calzone Aww. and eating it in seventh grade home ec and at Claremont it. Junior High School in Claremont, New Hampshire and loving every single minute of it. That's awesome. Thank you for bringing me down that nice road of nostalgia. Memory. Oh, look at Lori Mooring. Meet my new crime kitty, Professor Perseus. Look at how cute oh. with the bow tie. Oh Happy my God. kitty. Furry Happy kitty. Furry I already forgot the words. Warm <laughs> kitty. Cute kitty. Oh. Wendy Ford Durrison never lets me down. Never. Soup of the day. Tequila Ooh. with ice croutons. I love that. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Daniel E. Finch. Please note the post apocalyptic uh, fiction section has been moved to current affairs. That is very true. Oh, uh, Danelle. Yep, this is me. It sucks when I read, read as read and not read or read. So I have to reread, read, read as read so I can read, 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 <laughs> read correctly. If it can make sense. I am very confused. R-E-A-D. Oh, I get you. But <laughs> this I'm just is like, perfect for me. Well, look at the face on the... 
It's confusing to people, Mark, especially I people like me. make that face quite often. God. I don't know this one either. Another William Smith. Let's see. Who knows what this is? What is that? Uh, you got to show it to me. Driving cars with these. You really don't know what that... You're joking, is right? Is that the lock? Nope. What is that? That would be on the floorboard to the left of the brake pedal. I don't know. It what hasn't it. been in a car in 20 years. Maybe 30. Used to be the high beam switch. Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. I learned to drive in my Pepe's pickup truck. And it, I think it was like an 80, 82 Chevy C10, I think it was, or C whatever. And it had that right on the floor. And I remember playing with it all the time. But I learned how to drive in that thing. I posted this one. So shout out to Mark Beaudry. And I wrote, <laughs> this is great. And it's a blow up ball. And it's probably eight oh, feet I tall. Oh, I loved that. I loved that. 12 foot, it says, pole to pole. <laughs> and it's somebody's review of it. Two stars. And I'm just going to read you this. Please do. I effing love this. Two stars. A fun way to ruin a weekend and blow 100 bucks. <laughs> we took this ball to the beach, and after close to two hours to pump it up, we pushed it around for about 10 fun-filled minutes. Then the wind picked up and sent the ball, sent it... Huddling down the beach at about 40 knots, it destroyed everything in its path. <laughs> Children screamed in horror as the giant inflatable monster that crushed their sandcastles. Grown men were knocked down trying to save their families. The faster we chased it, the faster it rolled. It was like mocking us. Eventually, we had to stop running after it because its path of injury and destruction was going to cost <laughs> us a fortune in legal fees. Rumor has it that it can still be seen stalking innocent families on the Florida Panhandle. We <laughs> lost it in South Carolina, so there has to be something to be said about its durability. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh my God. Oh, another. Uh, that reminds me of, like, reviews. So if everyone wants a good laugh, I think it's the Harbo Harbo. Um, gummy bears, but it's the sugar-free ones. Go on Amazon and read the comments under that. Oh, it has I'm to be sugar-free. Has to be sugar-free. <laughs> Apparently, they caused something done to your stomach. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, so this is me, Vanessa Lee Fielding. So thank you for posting this. It says me when I'm in a nursing home, and it has um, a big window. And there's an adorable elderly woman holding a bottle of wine with a large sign that says, need more wine. <laughs> Who's was that from? That was from Vanessa Lee Fielding. Yes, the one I just pulled up was oh. also from Vanessa Lee Fielding. It says, my daughter just proudly showed me this drawing this morning of her and her imaginary friend. And in summary, I need to call a priest. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a natural reaction sorry, to charity. <laughs> That, that is, is oh my god! That is awesome. So this is from Dave Pastian. Pastian, um, it says before social media, this is how we knew where everyone was at. This is so I remember this so vividly. Everyone's bicycles just across oh, yeah. someone's lawn. Up oh, there, over so they're over little Jimmy's house. Everyone's never bikes on my there. Lawn. No, no, why? Because no. I, I, I think there's one of five of us. Do you think that I was inviting more people to our terrorful house? Oh. All right, uh, I'm going to really massacre this name, but I'm going to attempt it because she tagged me specifically. Gabriella Alejandro Do it. Naran de Albrua. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you did pretty good. If you know, you know. 
going in on the case now, and it's a picture of looks to be cookies that say "I love to fart." <laughs> Boy, do I ever! <laughs> oh, Walter, <laughs> this is Walter Cough, guys. <laughs> oh, an everlasting gobstopper is fifty fifty dollars, and if you want, <laughs> if you want to scrump diddy lumptious. At the end, it's 100, and look. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I did love little, that one. The little guys from... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory leaning into a car. It's an Oompa Loompa like he's a Oompa Loompa hooker. Oompa Loompa. Oompa I can't. I say, sorry to interrupt you, but like sometimes when I read Walter's in my head, I even have written it on here before. I just say, oh, Walter. (laughs) Because they're so funny. Go ahead. It's uh, Walter Cop. It's a picture of a cow and a farmer. And in his head, it's. He's reading a he's reading a book that's you know basically botany studies. He says, "I know how to milk them, but I don't know how to get their methane." And it's got the cow holding its hand. It says, "Pull my hoof." <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right, so Michael Wilson, he has one that has a bunch of mothers on it, and it's on um, what's the name of the show? Ah, Family Feud. And sorry about that. While I decline a phone call, it's on Family Feud. And number one is blank. Number two is Mother Teresa. Three is Mother Nature. Number four is Mother Hubbard. Mother Hubbard. Number five, Mother May I. Number six, Mother Superior. And just go ahead and look at who the contestant is. <laughs> Tell everybody that's Samuel L. Jackson. So you know what the next one's gonna be, mother. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes my excuse day. me, Mark. Yes, um, Christopher with a K really does think, as we stated on one of the last episodes, that a book of weird thoughts written by Charity Case Watch and Mark Boudry, um should also be available in audio, and he would read it or listen to it. I Our think weird thoughts. Something would probably be interesting. It would be interesting. That's for sure. I have really weird thoughts. Me too. My Google like is really weird. If you went and looked at Mark, it, Mark, let's not get into that because my phone could be confiscated at any time. Vanessa Lee Fielding says, "When God sends you a sign, look at the shadow on that guy's." I saw head. that. It's the devil. Oh, it's creepy. William Smith, summer body wasn't ready, but winter body is good to go. Nice. It's a picture of Winnie the Pooh. Love it. I feel that. 
each and every day. Wait, let me see Winnie the Pooh. Does Winnie the Pooh have pants? No, it's he Porky. does not. Oh, what, is that Porky Pig? Yeah, Porky Pig doesn't either. It's called Porky Pig in it. Oh, that's right. That's everybody what everybody hates. Saying. Apparently, everybody hates when I say that, and I I love it. <laughs> I also love two Porky Pig. There's nothing better than walking around. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. An hour before you got here, there was just a shirt on. I'm I believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> oh, I miss those. I, I can't. There's 30 seconds after Charity leaves, pants are off. Today is officially my only day off of the week I have. Really. Well, that is it for best of the week. I got to give you guys this. Meow. Meow. I love it. So if all these people are listening now saying, where the heck is this best of the week happening? Mm-hmm. Go to Facebook, type in Case Watch Crime Creeps, click that join button, and then you're in having the most fun. It's the best place on the internet. It really what is. Else, what else can they do, Mark, if they, they want to help us? Five-star review on whichever podcast platform that you have. Because mm-hmm. some of the other podcast platforms are now have their own rating systems. They do. Heard. They do. You yeah. had a new review come in today. I saw it too. Oh, we it did. Very, it was a positive review, so thank you. Oh, good. Counteracted that one negative one that that person who just doesn't understand what comedy and humor is. Yeah, no, we're not everyone. Oh my gosh, is it Steve? Yeah. Hold on, ready? Let's yell to him right now. Do it. This is funny. Charity, talk through. Hey, Steve. He's yelling out we're the window with the mailman. Case watch right now. You'll hear yourself in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that would be our mailman, Steve, delivering oh, my mail. Charity, tell the next story. I know. I um, Actually, Steve told me who my mailman is. My mailman's name is Pete, and he said Pete's the man. And I think Pete joined the case, case Watch um, Crime Creep page. That's so funny. Steve's late today. It's one fifty-seven. Usually he's early. I know. Watch it not be him, because I couldn't actually see him, because my driveway is full of trailers. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, I do video production, like remote video production for my real job. And I have uh, all my I have all my trailers at the driveway this weekend because I was busy and I have a wheeling show coming up this weekend. So I have to get the other trailer ready. I was worried about what might be in those trailers, to be honest. Just equipment. Don't worry. You try to get into it. I'll know it because the alarm goes off. Okay, I'm a little <laughs> nervous there. A little nervous. I got my brand new one over there. I know. It's big. Yes. It's really nice. Got yeah. AC on the roof and everything. That's awesome. Spoiled. But my boss is like, this is how it happens. I get him to come into the trailer with no AC running. He's like, how do you sit in here for 12 hours a day? I'm like, I don't know. I shouldn't be. Yeah. And he's kind of like, hot. You want one with air conditioning, don't you? And I said, yes. Yeah. So that one, the new one's got huge AC. I haven't been able to turn it on yet because... My other trailer was on location for a week. On location. And the generator that powers these trailers was in the other trailer, so I haven't even been able to try out the new new one yet. Oh, bummer. I know, super bummer, but big shout out to Steve and what's your mailman Pete. guy? There we go. So when I posted on Facebook the other day in the Crime Creep group, <laughs> made my day. <laughs> Steve had wrote on one of my packages. We had just talked about, um, what was it? Cougars. Cougars. And he's like, is this cougar bait? Yeah. I wish it was. It was actually <laughs> it was actually really aggravating to me because it was a box of special screws and the box broke open in transit and the entire bag, you could it, I had to pick every single one of these up, put them back in the box. Oh man. But super funny that that just happened. I don't ha- know. I just saw out of the corner of my eye the mail truck coming down. I know. Hopefully I hope he heard him. you yell, Steve. He had to have heard me yell because he's we're only <laughs> 50 feet away from the mailbox. So funny. Oh, all right. 
I have a um, quite the story of douchebaggery, and it's such a story. It's going to be two episodes long. I like those ones. Yeah. Because these are more in-depth. They're fun. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Luis Alfredo Garavito. Okay. How does this spell? The first name. L. Oh, Luis. L-U-I-S. Probably, right? I don't know. So this is so this is real quick sidebar. You guys with the L names are very confusing to me. I don't know if you're yeah. Louis, Louis, Louis. I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to say Louis. 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 Like Louis. they're all spelled the same. How do I know Louis. which one is supposed to be? Louis. Louis. I'm going to go with Louis. Okay. Let's just say the person you're doing the story about. Yeah. Remember when we used to look these up? We did. I know. But you know what? But then I decided that a douchebag, it's okay if I don't pronounce their name correctly. Well, I don't know if he's a douchebag yet, though. All right. Well, you're right. All right. Let's move All on. Right. I, I, he then, might then, then that's another reason why we shouldn't look them up because we don't know just of yet. Okay? That's right. Charity does. Mark does not. Yeah. Luis Garavito Cubillos was born on January 25th, 1957 in Genova, Quindio. Um, this is in Western Colombia. So what I've learned with Colombian names is they have the father's last name, but they also put the mother's last name in there. And that's oh, why they're so long. Why? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, so. I just learned something. Yeah. Thank um, you. You taught me. Thank you. Welcome, Mark. It's, I'm just a giver. He was the second child of seven to Manuel Antonio Garavito and Rosa Delia, Delia Cubillos. That's why, because her name was tacked onto the end of his name. Gotcha. Yeah. Even though he was the second oldest child, he was the oldest son of the bunch. So he had one older sibling who was a sister. He had three sisters and three brothers. Um, and that's a pretty good sized family. I, I mean, gosh, seven kids, right? So you're already kind of starting off a little. That's quite a few. Conjumbled or whatever. I just made a word, I think. I actually like that. Conjumbled. Conjumbled. <laughs> I'm still foggy. My brain's foggy. I'm going to use that over the course of this week. You should. See, see if people like it. You should. I'll report back to you on next episode. Conjumbled, guys. Use it. Put it in a sentence. It's all the phrase. Oh, no, all, all the new fa fad here. Oh, no. What else is all the new fad? What's that? My new go pounding it out move that I did to Kristen. You almost knocked her out of the chair. That was funny. <laughs> I got some force. That that was something. <laughs> Just a few months after Louis, Louis sorry, was born, things became very violent in Colombia. It was right around this time that Gustavo Rojas Pinilla was overturned. Gustavo was the 19th president of Colombia from June 13th, 1953 to May 10th, 1957. He was a big wig general during La Violencia um, or the violence a civil war in Colombia during the late 1940s through the 1950s between the conservatives and the liberals. We've talked about um, La Violencia in other, um, other episodes when it involved Colombia around this time. So there was a lot of fighting on yep. the streets. There was, it was very violent. Sorry, just say. Jerry just caught me just peeking outside. Oh, yeah. It's like sunny out. And I'm like, yeah. it's nice out. He's not listening, guys. I know I'm 100% talking about La, La Violencia. Oh, it's been said that his father, Manuel, was an ass. He was physically abusive to his family and beat his wife even when she was pregnant. Oh, what a scumbag. 
What a guy, right? So here we go. We're starting this off like we do on many, many of these stories. No spouse, man or woman, should ever nope. hit their spouses or anybody, really. But there's nothing more disrespectful than hitting somebody that you love, whether it be man on man, woman on woman, man on woman, woman on man. It's unacceptable. It's not what you do to spouses. If that's what you want, then you don't need to be in a relationship. I agree. And a discussion. Good Good. Uh, Thank you for the Mark talk. Yeah, that was good. Yep. Lewis ha- has said his father frequently cheated on his mother. He said um, he ran a tight ship at home and made it known that he was the man of the house. So he was like, everyone listen to me. I'm the, the head honcho of this house and you can't go. Again. He just sounds like a, one of those. Sounds like an asshole. I also read that he was a raging alcoholic. And by the sounds of it, his mother wasn't much better. Lewis has said his mother was affectionate. Less and didn't take care of him. On top of that, she was violent like his father. So he's got it on both sides, right? Great. He's already so set up. So mother failure. doesn't show him any affection at all. Um, both of them are physically abusive. And he was most likely sexually abused by both his parents. And passed the buck by sexually abusing his own siblings in response to his abuse. What the heck? I know. It's like the circle I of know, violence. I know. It's horrible. He was probably abused by his school teachers as well. This was legal practice in Columbia back in the day. So they were able to hit the children if they weren't behaving, I guess. I got smacked by a teacher a bunch of Did times. Did you really? For uh, I went to um, St. Mary's School. Oh, a Catholic school? Catholic school yeah. for a year. Yep. And then they just deemed me not fit for Catholic school. And my oh. parents took me out and put me into regular old circulation in Claremont. It's fun. Good. I'm glad that you weren't getting... Smacked but I remember out. getting hit on the knuckles with the with ruler. With the ruler, yeah. Oh. I was just going to say that's kind of the go-to, right? These people that say nuns are great, they never went to school with them. That's their teachers. <laughs> that's awesome. It's not fun. So this sounds like a really crappy start to life for not just him, but for his siblings as well, because he's passing the buck down. So now yep. everyone's getting abused. Circle of violence. I'm going to go ahead and ask this question again. Why do people like Lewis, Lewis's parents continue to have kids if they clearly don't want them? Why not just give them away or stop having them? I just don't understand. I really don't. I honestly think it's a superiority thing. I don't like, know. I, now it can be bosses of these people and they don't have a choice. It just infuriates me. And you know what? And if uh, Something has to stop at some point, right? Yeah, you so think. if they were both abused too, just it needs to stop. Don't just take it out on... Your children. I don't know. I don't. I just don't Agreed. understand it. Before Luis was school age, his family moved to Silin, sorry, Valley de Calca. This was north. The violence ensued, and the children witnessed a ton of verbal and physical fights between their parents. The children were basically neglected. Luis has said that when he was six or seven, he attempted to protect um, his ass of a mother from beating. From a beating from his father. So even though his mother was an ass, she tried to, he tried to protect her. His father was not a fan of his little son trying to man up. So to teach him a lesson, he thought it was a good idea to tie his boy to a tree and whip him with the case of a machete. Yeah, not a good idea. God. Luis was told how stupid he was by his father over and over. He would make him run his errands and even bring him to work with him to do all the tasks he didn't want to do. As I always say, I kind of like that last one. What? Come to work with me and do all the things I don't want to do. Yeah, right. That one's kind of cool. As I do always say, I truly feel horrible for little Luis and his brothers and sisters. Luis went to Simon Bolivar School and teachers said when he first started, he seemed to be a very happy kid. He was probably overjoyed to be away from his home life, right? Mm -hmm. 
He also seemed eager to learn at first until he realized how hard it was for him to learn. This put him in an immediate frustrated state. His happy attitude quickly changed because the other kids started to bully him. So he must have been a little delayed, right? Yeah. And the kids picked up on that. And that's all it took. He was given the name Garabato, which translate to squiggle in English. He was very shy around the other kids and wore glasses, making him stand out. He was seen playing all by himself because no one else wanted to play with the weird kid. Oh, he was that kid. Oh, it's sad. His reaction to the other children's taunts was with violence, the only thing that he knew. So they would taunt him and, you know, he would lash out. His peers would chase him around at recess screaming squiggle until he lost his crap. It's been said no adults ever made any attempts to help little Louise. That's sad. This really makes me mad. Teachers in school, faculty are supposed to be the safe adults that are there to help you. You know what I mean? So they're just like watching him get bullied by other children and just ignoring it. Yeah, not good at all. Luis was sure he was being treated this way because of his father and grew to hate him more and more every day. When he was about 11 years old in 1968, he ended up dropping out of school. He was only in the fifth grade at the time and just could not grasp learning. He had a horrible memory. So I'm wondering if all the beatings he had received from his father played a part in his learning difficulties. What if he had been hit in the head one too many times? He may have had a little bit of brain damage. And who knows? All seriousness. All seriousness. And who's to say what was done to him when he was an infant? Very true. Could have dropped him, could have shaken him. Who the heck knows? Multitude of things. You're right. So yeah, that was just one of Charity's little, little wonder ifs. Luis's father was an enthusiastic fan of him dropping out of school because it meant that he could get a job instead and make money for the household. So he was totally fine with this kid dropping out of school when he was only in the fifth grade. That's awesome. He was made to work, but was told he was not allowed to have any social life, no friends, and certainly no girlfriends. In 1969, Luis said he had been abused sexually by a neighbor. This neighbor was said to be a very good friend to his father. In his account, the neighbor tied him to a bed and raped him then burned him with a candle and cut him. He claimed this happened on more than one occasion. Each time, he said, the neighbor also enjoyed biting his genitals. All right, so this is his account. So I don't know, you know. Take it it for what it's worth. Take it for what it's worth. These accusations have now since been analyzed to see if the abuse was as bad as stated. Luis went on to say... That he was so upset over the molestations that he killed two birds and cut them apart. Here we go with the abuse of animals. Yeah, 100%. Following it right right? down to the the T. He did state that killing the birds and dismembering them made him feel sad and he regretted it. He claimed that because he wasn't allowed to have a girlfriend, he went to his siblings while they slept, took off their clothes and touched them inappropriately without their knowledge. This behavior would continue. He said he told his younger siblings they should sleep in bed with him naked. The same year, 1969, Lewis was said to be pissed off at the world, wanting to fight everyone. Sounds like he was one miserable boy. And honestly, I can understand why. If all these things were happening, right? And I'm sure he had guilt about touching his siblings, too, because he knew that was wrong because he knew how it made him feel. Yeah. Right? You would hope. With the same anger he had because of all the abuses he had received, um, he turned his eye outside the family and allegedly molested a six-year-old boy. So he started... Ugh. Yeah. The family moved to Trujillo in 1971. 
this move at least took Luis away from the neighbor that had been sexually abusing him. The poor kid didn't feel as if he could go to any adults, let alone his very own parents, to tell them about the sexual abuse he had received. After all, his parents, especially his father, were responsible for many of his abuses and neglect. Why would they believe him or take any action? So, I mean, think of how alone he must have felt. Yeah, it's got to suck. After the move, Luis uh, started to realize something was wrong with him when it came to sex. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, he was probably, he obviously was curious about things and he was realizing something was just off. He couldn't make his manhood work when he was with a woman and he was unable to ejaculate normally. Not too long into their new living situation, Luis was hanging out with another neighbor boy. This boy had some pictures of porn to show him. Porn involving a man and woman together. I'm sure little Mark and his friends did that, right? Uh, see, it wasn't easily... It's just so funny. Kids today have it so lucky. Oh, yeah. They just go online. Like, this is... People... The women who are listening right now are going to be disgusted. <laughs> you got to remember, I grew up in the 80s. I was born in the 70s. Came to my own in the 80s. There wasn't internet. Like, guy, boys would find porn anywhere. You would have woods porn, alley porn. Like, you'd just find, like, random pieces of pornography. And, like, you would remember they where they were. And every guy who's listening right now who's around my age group is, is shaking their head. Yup, I know exactly what you're talking about right now. That's awesome. When Luis saw the porn, it was clear to the neighbor that not only... He- was he not turned on by heterosexual porn, but he was also turned off. Um, so because of this, the neighbor beat Luis to a pulp and then raped him, Oof. which makes no sense to me. Doesn't at If all. he was mad that he thought maybe he was homosexual, why would he then which do that? Which there's nothing wrong with at No, all. but then why would he do that? It doesn't make any sense to me. So clearly the neighbor was homosexual. He I don't, something. I don't know. I don't get it. Definitely a piece of sh- uh, shiz. Yep. By 1972, it was clear Luis had many issues when it came to sex. And why wouldn't he look at his upbringing? If that's what you want to call it anyways. Throughout the 1970s, Luis kept trying to have sex with women and it just didn't work. He even tried the aggressive route, you know, taking his woman like a caveman. (laughs) Nothing worked. Go back now and watch the movie called Clan of the Cave Bears. Yep. Things just kept getting worse, and now a young man, as a young man, Luis started drinking alcohol and a lot of it. So he's like, think about it, right? He's now following in his father's footsteps. Oh, 100%. He's, he's drinking the alcohol. He's getting aggressive with women. Um, he's dabbling in molestation of children. It's, it's really sad. Um, he had easy access to alcohol because he was surrounded by alcoholics and quickly became one himself. Still messed up sexually, Luis tried to rape a five-year-old boy. His mother caught him and stopped it from happening. Oh, now she's got a conscience. Now she's a good person. Now she's a good person. Yeah, that's right. Come on now. This attempted rape got Luis kicked out of his house. Again, he was acting out in that manner, partly or mostly because of the abuses of, from his parents. Why not try and help him instead of throwing him out? Like, I, I just don't get it at all. I don't either. Uh-oh. Okay, so Charity just made a, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> But I thought it was so cute. I'm going to leave it in. And not only that, I've isolated that. Uh-oh. And it's now going on my button bar. So I can say, uh-oh, in Charity's voice every time she messes I up. I want now. you to put that as my ringtone on your phone. Uh-oh. uh-oh. When I text you, uh-oh. Oh, I have another. I have a better one for the ringtone on my no, phone. No, no. The meat one. Hold on. Let me see. I don't know if it will play over the mics. 
He's so mean. No, it didn't play over the mic, so nobody got to hear it yet. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go on with my story now that everything's okay. Yes, please continue on. But one day, I tell you, that <laughs> unedited audio clip is it going is, to make the, the rounds on the internet. Guys, it's edited. You cannot tell if you listen I'm to it. I'm surprised that's not on the soundboard, too. I didn't want to do that to you, because that's rude. Oh, okay. I'm not, I can't. not mean to you. I like you. You're my friend. I can't. I'm not going to be super mean. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, uh-oh, is super, that uh-oh is super cute. Uh-oh. <laughs> With no psychological help for his bad behaviors or his sexual issues, Luis tried to rape a boy again in 1973. The attempt happened at a train station, and luckily the six-year-old screamed loud enough and help came. Luis told authorities that he was only going to lightly molest him, not fully rape him. Ugh, so for that reason, Sicko. well, for that reason, he didn't he didn't get busted. They let him go because they probably figured he was like, you know, a young man himself and was just confused or whatever else. I don't know. His father, Manuel, was pissed. Sorry, Manuel. <laughs> I just made it sound like a manual, like a drive in a car. <laughs> the thing you can't drive. I can drive one. Can you drive? I, I learned. You said that you could. Oh, no, no, no. No, I learned how to right. drive on one. So um, his father was pissed, not because he had attempted to rape a young boy. Probably because he got caught. No, because it was towards a boy and not a girl. Oh. Yeah, so he gave him a lashing and kicked him out of the family home for his proclivity for boys and not girls. How, just the twistedness of this entire family is, uh, it's unbelievable. Luis pulled himself together and knew he was now on his own. So he did his best to move forward. He started working various jobs, settling into working for a chain, and began learning about marketing. His anger soon came out as he had a hard time getting along with fellow workers um, and his higher-ups. Verbal situations turned into Luis laying his hands on co-workers, etc., and this led to him losing his job. With no job, he knew he needed to do something to make money, so he started a street business selling religious items. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was during this time in 1973 that he would make some um, friends. He became friends with more than one woman, but as much as he tried, he couldn't have sex with any of them, which is was probably nerve wracking to him, right? Mm-hmm. It's been said that Luis began to show signs of um, psychosis, uh, paranoia, and depression. This guy was for sure having mental, mental issues, in my opinion. Probably because he was totally confused sexually and his pee-pee wasn't working when he tried to have sex with women. It's got to be confusing. I mean, yeah. He met many women who had children and he got into platonic relations with them. It's been said, other than no physical boyfriend and girlfriend relations, he was an amazing boyfriend's boyfriend sorry, and was wonderful to each of his girlfriend's children. Oh boy, that scares me. That is when he wasn't hammered. There were reports from his lady friends saying when he was drunk, he was a different person altogether, angry and violent. He was known to be jealous when he was in these states, and he was often the topic of town gossip. So this is what is confusing to me because there were no reports of him abusing any of his quote unquote girlfriend's children, which is weird that he could separate that, right? It's I don't know if he did. I, I mean, don't we didn't. don't know. We don't. That, yeah, I don't know if he did. There were no reports, but we don't know for sure. It we just don't know. odd to me. Yeah. 
Luis seemed to want to have children of his own, and when he got drunk, he would try to have sex with whomever his flavor of the week was. He was unable to have an erection or ejaculate. This caused his depression to become worse, and at times he was suicidal. He found joy in arousal by molesting children, both boys and girls. It seemed a piece of I know. garbage. It seemed he would do this whenever he pleased, but there was one thing he learned during this time. He was much more attracted to young boys. So he did molest both young girls and boys, but it was mostly towards boys. His alcoholism was at an all-time high. I'm sure it was a combo of sexual frustrations along with his mental issues and his urges to molest young children. So it sounds like he was having an inner... Right? Because he knew. He knew it was wrong. Oh, yeah. Obviously. By 1978, Luis realized he had a real problem with alcohol, and he started to go to AA meetings. At least he was trying to do something about his drinking, right? I agree with that. Uh, maybe he thought if he got sober, he could have a real relationship with a woman and maybe stay away from children. I'm, I'm just speculating that maybe he was trying to. for the to. best in people. Yep. Yep. He also became Pentecostal following the teachings of God. Oh, and he got a job at a store. Sounds like he was making an attempt to a better life. Attempting to, yeah. Yeah. As much as he tried, he grew more and more distant from his family and only kept in touch with his eldest sibling, Esther. Unfortunately, Esther didn't really want a relationship with him because of his drinking. He must have burned a bridge, as they say. Luis had a real issue with the rest of his siblings because they stood up for, for the one man he believed was the reason his childhood was so bad and his adulthood was so messed up, their father. So I don't... He would think that the other kids got just as abused as him, right? Is there more to this story? That, that's what makes me wonder. Right. Hmm, you would think, like, are why are they standing knowing? up to, to the father? I don't know. Exactly. I don't. I don't understand that. With no family support, just like when he was a kid, Luis decided to move to Armenia to start fresh. He found a job at a local bakery and found an enthusiastic church that praised God. He attended very frequently. He continued going to AA, and he even saw more than one psychiatrist in an attempt to get right in the head. So he was trying, I guess. I like that. But as much as he tried to live a quote-unquote normal life, he just couldn't ignore his sexual attraction to children. He would finish his day of working, then he would go to church, and maybe an AA meeting, um, by heading to Valencia Park to elicit a prostitute. A prostitute of the child v variety. So it's almost like he was trying to balance things out, right? That's so he would weird go to, to church. Oh, very weird. But I'm just trying to like, not that I'm trying to put myself in his head, but I'm just trying oh, to no, make sense exactly of what, what he, maybe he was thinking. Maybe he was thinking, okay, if I go to church every single day and praise God and, and live through God and go to my AA meetings, then it's going to offset me. I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Charity's staring at me because she knows what I'm doing. What? When we sit here and record, Mark finds all these cool little trinkets on his yeah, desk. Yeah, what is that? This is the thing that we get sent. Oh, oh yes. My, what please, were you doing to it? I was actually sizing it and trying to cut it so I could put it on my wrist. Oh, my God, I can't. This please um, delete my browser history. Yeah, I love that. This sums up Louis's life until the until up until the 1970s. Um, let's see what he was up to during the 1980s, shall we? This is exciting. Let's go. Remember that little local bakery he was working at? Yes. Well, in 1980, he supposedly started a fight with a fellow employee and was fired because of it. 
He was so depressed over the loss of his job. He attempted suicide, but was unsuccessful. I'm going to go ahead and say something really unkind. Don't say it. I know what you're going to say. Don't say it. Let people let people think about it. All right. I know exactly what you're going to say because I was thinking the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. But we never wish that on anybody. Uh, I don't wish it, it, but I'm. I, all I was going to oh, say is if it had happened, may have created a lot. Oh, of you things. have no idea. Oh yeah, I can imagine. He knew enough to seek mental health, and he spent time at San Juan de Dios Hospital off. And on that year, he told doctors that he wanted to die and that he felt worthless. I hate to say it, but I wish he had been made to stay hospitalized because he couldn't harm any children while he was there. Yeah. While in the hospital, he was formally diagnosed with psychosis and bulimia, of all things, and was given antipsychotic meds. I was a little shocked at that diagnosis. That is odd to me. Maybe he thought he was, if he threw up, he was getting rid of demons inside of him. I don't know. He actually might be onto something there. <laughs> Deep thoughts with charity. I know. Scary. Scary thoughts with charity. Charity's next podcast. <laughs> Here, I'll analyze your dreams. Oh, God. That actually be a good one. Yeah, it would. Guys, if you want to have Charity analyze your dreams, send them to us. <laughs> oh, my God. Do it. On the text or voicemail line, 603-212-4600. I will, if you guys have an interest... If you have an interesting or weird dream, yeah. send it to us and we will analyze it on the next show. Absolutely. I Six, love this. 603-212-4600. That is a great segment. Text or voicemail. Because I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, deep we'll, thoughts. Yeah. Deep thoughts. I love it. Uh, most of his treatment while there went towards his depression since he ended up there in the first place for trying to kill himself. Luis tried to tell the doctors about his sexual feelings towards children, but when he said he, quote unquote, wanted children, he realized how bad it sounded and changed the meaning to his wanting to have children of his own. So he he attempted, but then he just couldn't do it because he was so probably so ashamed and embarrassed. I don't know. So he kept the real reasons for his mental issues and all the problems he was having in his life to himself. All his demons locked inside his own head. That's not good. No. Because now they just fester and grow. Sorry. Luis was able to find another job after his stint in the hospital, this time at a grocery store. He must have felt that things were looking up a bit. Maybe his meds were working and he was feeling a bit better mentally because he decided to give a relationship with a woman another try. He started dating a woman named Claudia and he seemed to really like her. She again was a single mom and she was a hairdresser. I guess Claudia loved to spend money and was looking for a Sugar daddy. I love to spend money too. Not a meaningful relationship. She dropped Lewis like a hot potato when she realized his funds were limited. He had um, really liked spending time with her and was very upset when she dumped him. Here is what he did to suppress his anger. So he later said that he actually really liked her. Okay. And he was really hurt. So she must have been like real easy on the eyes, as they say. I don't know. On two of the days that he worked at the grocery store, he had two-hour lunch breaks. I'm wondering if he worked a split shift those days. Maybe he came in in the morning, and then that's why he had so much time off in the middle of the day. Having two free hours to do whatever is not a good thing for a pedophile to have. No. During those two hours of freedom, Luis would go to the next town over to um, restrain and sexually abuse children. Then he would simply head on back to work like nothing happened. He has later talked about how hard it was to keep his urges at bay when he saw children during his work shifts. Oh, God. A scumbag. This was all going on in 1980, and things started uh, to quickly escalate. 
He must have gotten an extra thrill by tying his little victims up because he started thinking of more ways to torture and molest. This sicko pulled out one of his own teeth to make it easier to bite his victims. What the heck is wrong with this guy? I know. He also always had lighters, candles, and razor blades on his person. These poor little kids. Luis started to record the names of the children he had sexually assaulted in a notebook. He would take all his clothes off and begin praying for the children whose names were in his notebook while pounding on his chest with his fist. He did the same thing after, after every time. He also read the Bible every night. It's been said that he had hopes of finding out why he couldn't stop doing what he was doing. So it was almost like a, I don't know. He was almost having like, what's, what's it called when you do a religious? Was it a seance? Not a seance, but like a. Religious awakening? Something like that. Something like, yeah. Yeah, a ritual. Like a ritual every single time after he molested these children. Because he did the same thing. Right. Pound on their chest. Let's he, go right back to my favorite movie. Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner. Yes. Think that, every time after he killed, he did that ritual with the pictures. He would yes. burn the stuff. It's yeah. very similar to that. Yeah. And then the whole reading of the Bible yep. verses too. I wonder if he thought this would somehow offset what he did with all those children. Makes you wonder. It might actually be. It does. And I'm not standing up for him whatsoever, but it does sound like he had major conflicts in his brain. Oh, you know what I mean? Like he knew he knew that these impulses were absolutely wrong and he shouldn't be doing any of this. Um, and he did ha- seem to have some remorse, I guess. If only he could have this happen before he did the negative stuff. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Luis also investigated other avenues to try and find help or a cure for his behavior. He had his tarot cards read and he had his palms read more than once. He became super interested in Satanism. Luis's mental stability continued to slip. He was depressed because he couldn't stop what he was doing and he felt so guilty. His child victims would show up in his dreams. When he woke from these dreams, he would realize he had been crying. But when he relived the torture and sexual assault he had done to each child, he would laugh maniacally with a feeling of euphoria. Yeah, um, he's a mess. Yes. That's effed up, guys. That's saying it, it understatement. Yeah. Luis began reading up on Hitler and became a fan. He felt that Hitler had been raised just like he had and went through many of the same things, even having sexual troubles and dabbling in homosexuality. He became obsessed with all that was Hitler. He visited graves from the Holocaust and even said that he, quote unquote, liked the concentration camps. What? Oh, my God. He should have just stuck to the Bible in his naked rituals. That is how. Can, oh, my. I don't even know. I don't even know. Maybe he, he he maybe he put Hitler at an equal with him. Like, oh, I'm doing this because this is what I ha- I'm supposed to do. Like, I don't even I don't even know. I can't even make sense of this it. This whole thing is gross. On January 25th of 1984, Luis had a full on mental breakdown, one that landed him back in a mental hospital on a full psychiatric hold. He was put back on medication and underwent therapy for his depression. Thank goodness. Now everything's going to be OK. Right, Mark? Yeah, story's over. Guys, nothing to see here. In fact, Luis was doing so well, he was able to sign himself out of the hospital on February 28th. I think this is a good place to end this episode. We will have to wait until the next episode to find out what Luis will do next with his life. Will he stay on his meds, keep up with therapy and turn his life around, or will he keep spiraling, hurting more children? I don't know. We have to find out. You know what we got to find out next week? What? 
We're going to answer all these questions of dreams. Yes. I'm excited. 603-212-4600. And also, I am going to put this out there. Next episode is going to infuriate everybody. So don't Google him. Wait, because it's going to be worth the wait. All that and more next week. We'll see you next one. Bye, guys. See ya. big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big